0: Aaron, Benjamin and Ali Shmuel of Netanya Arteshal in an honor and memory of their dear friend and mentor Moshe Chaim Ben Svi Hirsch and our week of learning sponsors Dr. Shmuel Rabin Karapkin in commemoration of the first Yard of Shmuel's father Lippa Ben Yecheskel HaKoin Zichron Livrach. We hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, all of the Nishamah Sahavan Aliyah. And the family, Ainuchama. And I will say, with that, let us begin. We have a really fascinating, really fascinating daf ahead of us today. Today's daf is Ayin 70. We will, in Merzah Hashem, begin the new parak today as well. And we are picking up on the bottom of Samekhtes on the base, the bottom of 69B. Um, we left off with Itmar. So I will say it is the last line, the uh, last word on line 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 13 lines up from the bottom. <laughs> so Says the Gemara, Itmar, Haba'a An interesting case. So we'll see the following situation. You have Reuven and Rachel and they're married, but they've only, they've only had heirs. So remember again, we, we all know the halacha here that technically speak, not technically, a man gives a woman an item of value for the purpose of affecting Kiddushin and now there is a state of And Heirs and Kiddushin, same thing. At this point in time, husband and wife are not living together. So she's living in her father's home. So the case over here is where they had relations. Haba HaRusas HaBais HaMav, which literally, mean, literally, means he had, literally means he had relations with her in her father's home. That's not literal. In other words, the location of the relations is irrelevant. The idea is that he had relations with her during Erizin. During Erizin. What's the halacha? She becomes pregnant. She has a child. What's the status of the child, Rav Amar Havlad Mamzer? Wow! So Rav says ultimately again, the offspring is a Mamzer. Child is a Mamzer. said Havlad Shtuki. The child is a Shtuki. Now, I will say, take a look at Rashi for just a moment. It's in Rashi the about uh, seven lines up from the bottom. Havlad Mamzer. Rashi says And I will say, here's what's interesting. What's fascinating about this concept is as follows. According to Rav, so. The child's mamzer. Now, the novelty here is both Ruven and Rochel are admitting they had relations. In other words, it's not like one person is denying and one person is, is, is claiming. They're both agreeing they had relations. Rashi says, Nevertheless, <laughs> I'm sorry. according to Rav, the concern over here is as follows. According to Rav, since this woman has already demonstrated a certain level of pritzos, a certain level of immoral conduct, immoral conduct, therefore we have to be concerned that the same way that she acted immorally with her husband, she may have acted immorally with others as well. And I will say it's a, it's a pretty dramatic jump, right? Because Lamaisa, remember, they are married. Now, again... To be clear, they have not affected the level of marriage that would allow them to live together. But again, Rav says, once you demonstrate a breach in morality, we have to assume that you are an immoral person and therefore concerned that she may have had relations with other men. So as much as they're both agreeing that they had relations, Lemais, we have to be concerned that perhaps this is someone else's baby other than her Aros. Remember, even though she cannot go ahead and have relations with her husband just yet during Erosin, They are married, and if she has relations with another man, that's called adultery. And therefore, again, the offspring would be a mamzer. Okay, Shmuel says, shtuki. And I must remember again, we've had this word shtuki. What what does shtuki mean? Shtuki comes from the expression that when the child goes ahead and asks his mother, who's my father, right, she says to him, shh right, be quiet. Be quiet. We don't talk about such things in the house. Right, so, I'll say, so the over here is Vilke Rashi Shtuki, Rashi says, Mamzer, Doham Sapkolon, Ime Arosu, Vikashar, Mamzer sofiku. So I'll say, interesting. Rashi defined Stuki as a Sufik Mamzer. Sufik Mamzer. Otherwise, now say, now what ramifications of being a Sufik Mamzer is, but here what I want to point out, I both say there's a fundamental point of contention over here. You see. Okay, well, let, let's 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 we'll, let's develop this. So, finally, the machlok is Rav and Shmuel. So, again, Rav Shmuel, Rav will say the child is a mamzer. Shmuel says the kid is a Shtugi. So, let's analyze the I'm Amar Ravah will Rav de daimi me almol. So they both say, So it comes along Rav. and Rav says, I think that Rav's position. Remember, Rav holds the kid is a mamzer. So Ravah says, I think Rav's position makes sense when it's rumored that this woman is immoral in general. Immoral in general. Look at Rashi. The Daimei Rashi says, me So Rava says, I think Rav's position, that the child is a mamzer, makes sense when this woman, unfortunately, is known to be of general moral laxity. The lekalach shurei kishar b'nei duma, this is a fascinating thing in general. Let's say we saw this. We actually had this not so long ago. A woman is married. A woman is married. She has an affair with someone and she becomes pregnant. In a halachic sense, how do we look at the pregnancy? We assume that it is the husband's child. Because we assume Rov B'ilos habal. The majority of her acts of relations that she has are with her husband, right? And therefore we assume that the child belongs to the husband. In this case over here, Rav is like this if you have a situation of a woman who's known to be an immoral individual, see, say, the problem is you can't say Rov B'ilos habal in this case. Why can't you say Rov bi'ilos akhar habal? Why? Because technically, seeing they're only an heiress and they're not living together, right? They're married. They're married but they're not living together. So because Allah and is not living together, you can't see robi ilo and that's why Rav would say, ha-ha, lav, orche, kule, ha, Rav, So therefore Rav would say, So Rav is coming along and saying like this, When does Rav say that the kid is a mamzer, even though again she has heirs and she is technically married? When is that? When she's rumored to be very immoral. Because when she's rumored to be very immoral, we have to assume that the majority of her relations are actually not with the man with whom she had arisen, since they are not living together. Rather, rov Be'ilos have to go after what we we'll call the world the Velt, and therefore Haloch the kid is a mamzer. However, says the Gimara, But if it's not rumored, if it's not rumored that she's very immoral, in other words, that. As far as we know, she's a moral woman. The only thing we know about is that she is having relations with her Arus, with her husband in Erasim, then we assume that the baby is his. So a very important qualifier in Shitas Rav. Amir Ravas, says, Minamina. Minamina, how do I know this? Diktani Yolda Tochal. Now I both say, it. remember again, Ravas says, I'm going to support this assertion. From where? From our Mishnah. Right, they're both said, "Look at Rashi again. Four lines are from the bottom. Diktani Mas <laughs> Nisin Yalta Anusa Futa Yisrael Mikohen Tocha Betruma Mishum B'nad remember again, we have this case of what happens: a Cohen, a Cohen has relations with a with a Bas Yisrael, not married, not married, right? So the act of relations doesn't entitle her to go and eat Truma. Even a baby, a pregnancy doesn't entitle to eat Truma. What entitles her to eat Truma? Birth, right? She has the baby, to, to eat Truma. Now watch this, Rabbi said. So says the Gemara, Hey, chidami, what's the case? If the woman in question was rumored to be an immoral individual, so at the end of the day, how do you know the baby belongs to the Kohen? Right? Alma. rather, you have to say that. What is that referring to? It's referring to a case where the only person with whom she's rumored to be immoral with was who? Was this Kohen. So when the only person who we know that she's immoral with is with this coin, we assume the pregnancy is his. Uma the case Mishnah. This is a single woman. She is prohibited to everyone. Basra Dida Shadina Yet when we know that she's rumored to have relations, not rumored, when we know that the only man with whom she's had relations is the Kohen, we go ahead and we say that it's his kid. In this case, of where she is married to someone. She has kiddushin with someone, and she's not rumored to be a generally immoral woman. We go ahead and we assume that the baby is from her arus. So I will say, so just, just to clarify what we have until this point in time. Here's the machlokas. Reuven and Rachel had a Reuven and Rachel had a resin. Rachel becomes pregnant. Rachel becomes pregnant. They're both admitting to the fact that they had relations. What's the status of the kid? Rav says, Mamzer. Shmuel says, Shtuki. Rav comes along Rava, and Rava says, when does Rav say Mamzer? When? When she's known to, unfortunately, be an immoral individual. Because Halacha lemaysa, we and under those circumstances, we can't assume that the baby belongs to Ruvein. But Lameisa, if we don't have any rumors of immorality, the only person with whom she had relations with, to our knowledge, is her husband, is her aros, then we assume that the baby is his. Beautiful. And Rava's proof from our Mishnah. Beautiful. says, So we'll say Abai argues. Abai argues on Rava's interpretation. And Rava says, not true. According to Rav, Rav holds the kid as a mamzer, in all circumstances, even when we have no rumors of widespread immorality, right? We have no rumors that she's immoral with a lot of people. Even if all we know is that she had relations with her oros at the end of the day, the kid is still going to be a mamzer. Why is that? Rabbi said, this is incredible. My alma. Wow. Rabbi said, listen to this. Listen to this. Abayi says, Abaye says, Rava's position is the following. Halacha once you've demonstrated that you're willing to be immoral, immorality knows no bounds. So at the end of the day, once she has done something illicit with Ruven, with her arus, the nafshe, once she's allowed herself to be immoral with her arus then ultimately, again, we assume that she is immoral with other people as well, which I will say, if you think about it's such a dramatic jump, it's really such a dramatic jump, because one can make so many distinctions between relations during Eri Sin versus relations with other people, but Lama will say, Abai Svara is, and it's an interesting, it's an interesting, like, psychology of Sin svara, which is that once you break down barriers, once you break down barriers, Who's the these barriers you do break down, these barriers I don't break down. We know it from ourselves, we know it from ourselves. I will say, you know, if I, if I keep the walls high and I keep the Gidarin intact, I'm solid. Once I begin to bring down the Gidarin, once I begin to bring down those protective walls, by definition, so many things become permissible in my eyes that I never thought would be permissible to myself. So they will say, therefore again, abai comes along and says, Rova, I reject your notion. Rav holds the kid is a mamzer, even if we only know that she had relations with her aros. Because once she has acted immorally, we have to assume that that, that, that immorality is not just with her aros, but with other people as well. Says Abaye, says Abaye, what do you do with the Mishnah? Both say our Mishnah. Remember again, our Mishnah, where the coin had relations with the Bas Yisrael, and we said that if she goes in and gives birth to a baby, that she could eat trauma, but I don't understand. Why how do you know it's the coin's baby? This is interesting. The Gemara says, right? What, what's the case? Uh, right? What's the case? They're both incarcerated together. So I both said, in other words, the, the idea in the Mishnah must be a case where they were alone and incarcerated together. There was no access to anyone else. And therefore, Halochalamaisa. We know that the baby is the Kohen's baby. Okay. So Amri. Others say, leha kolei amalo pligi de de I will say. Alternate version of this discussion. So I will say another version. Now. So we, so far we've got we've got so we have the Machlokas Rav and Shmuel. Rav and Shmuel. We have Rava's interpretation of the Machlokas. Abaye's interpretation of the Machlokas. Now a third version of the Machlokas. the Amri. Others say. So the Gemara says everyone agrees. Now what does this mean? in a case where both Ruven and Rachel admit that they had relations, right? Where, where everyone's there, there, there's no there's no about the fact facts. Everyone agrees that they had relations with each other. Then under those circumstances, everyone agrees that the baby belongs to the baby is Reuven's. Arusa she'ibra. It was like, where does the machlokis come up? The machlokis comes up where we don't have clarity about whose baby it is. Right? We don't have clarity either because maybe Ruvain is not admitting to the act of relations. Ruvain's not around. Right? Perhaps, again, Rachel did have relations with other people. So in that case where there's ambiguity, so Rav, Amr, Avlad, Mam, Joshmul, Amr, Shtuki. In that case, Rav says that the baby is a mamzer, Shmuel says the baby is a Shluki, m mamzer. So the Rav says, mistabram say So Rav says, I think that Rav's position that the baby is a mamzer makes sense in a situation where she is rumored to have been generally immoral. Generally immoral, right? This is the reputation she has. We'll say ultimately again, and therefore, and therefore, Allah says we have to assume that the baby is in or Top of ayin, but again, comes along. This is Ravar. We'll say, remember again, this, this, this is this is just a little bit of a different version of the previous discussion. So here you're coming along, Rav is saying, when does Rav say that the baby is a mamzer? That's in a case where she's rumored to be a generally immoral person. But if halacha lamayisa, there's no general cull of immorality. And we just happen to know that she had relations with her chasan, then basre di Then even Rav would agree that we do not declare the baby to be a mamzer based on this. And we will say that the, the baby is, is Ruvain's son. Amar Rabbah, and Rabba will say, Mina amin Allah. How do I know that this is the case? Diktani Yolda Tochal. Because the posi, sorry, the Mishnah says in the case of the Kohen who has relations with the Bas Yisrael, that Allah if she becomes pregnant and then has a baby, that she's permitted to eat truma. So what's the case? He dami, the daimi the if it's a case where all we know is that she had relations with the Kohen and there's no other rumor, right? we, she's not, not, rumors wrong, there's no, there's, no, there's no knowledge that she's ever had relations with anyone else, do you have to say that she could eat truma? Obviously she could eat truma. She's a woman who has a baby with a Alma. Rather, it must be a case where what? She's also rumored to have been immoral in general. Ummah Hasam, Dala Hayi Ula Hayi isura, And nevertheless, in that case, where ultimately, again, she's usher to most people, right? In the case of the Mishnah, she's usher, I should say, she's usher to everyone. As a single woman, in other words, she could technically marry everyone, anyone, but la Isa, in her single state, she's not permitted to have relations. Yet, Basre day shadinali, we go ahead and we assume that it is the Kohen's baby. Ha-ha, de isura, hetera, therefore we'll say, in this case over here, where she's married to Ruvayim, not married to anyone else, then of course it makes sense to go ahead and attribute the baby to Ruvayim. And then so we'll say, again, it's the same in the interpretation of Abai and Ravah. And I will say, I'll say a little bit different. In reality, in reality, any time that she is rumored to be, or any time that we know that she is generally immoral, halacha in that case, In that case, Rav holds the kid as a mamzer any time that we know that she is generally immoral. I, so, what's the case in the Mishnah? What's the case in the Mishnah that we attribute, we automatically attribute the pregnancy to the Kohen? Umas day the Mishnah is also talking about a case where she is not known to us to be a generally immoral individual. Okay, so I will say it's so a very very interesting, very interesting case. How do we pass maysa? So, also, I'll share with you something very interesting here. So, the Rambam. The, the i'm sorry the shulchan aruch this is in Evan elzer simon dalid sit chaf zayin listen to this shulchan says arusa so again i we'll both say same case we'll be dealing with up until now so ruven and Rachel have done erison Kidushin. she's living in her father's so they're not living together she becomes pregnant so what's the halacha if she says the baby belongs to Ruvain, the baby belongs to In O Befanenu, Havlad Kasher. So say, here's what's interesting. The halacha says, if he admits it, right, if he admits it, or he's not in our presence to deny it, he's not in our presence to deny it. We assume that the child is his. So I say, it's actually really quite fascinating. Vavi show. aris Zohar, Machisha. So we'll listen to this. Even if the Aro says he doesn't deny it, he just says, I don't remember. Sometimes you just forget stuff, right? it happens. Right? So, we'll say, so he doesn't deny it, but he but he just he just doesn't remember. Again, unless he explicitly denies it, denies it, the baby is his. The baby is his. If you listen to this. What happens? What happens? <speaking in Hebrew> Ultimately, interestingly enough, if he denies it, then ultimately again we treat the child as a mamzer. So I will say, I just want to point out that according to the Shulchan Aruch, according to the Shulchan Aruch, the Shulchan Aruch then goes on in Chavchas and talks about. Em zinsa Afa arus, so, we'll say, the Shul... so interestingly enough, in a vacuum, in a vacuum, where everyone is agreeing that they had relations. The baby belongs to the Arus, right? Yeah, and even if the hus- and even if the Arus is not there to deny it, the baby belongs to the Arus. In situations where there's a general knowledge that this woman is immoral, so halachalamaisa, ma'isa, that changes things, and that could create a situation of suffix mamzerus. Okay, it's interesting halacha. Okay, let's, let's go back there. Says the Gemara, mamzerim posal So else, remember again, in yesterday's mission, we had these fascinating cases of the grandson, right? The grandson Mamzer, the grandson Eved, who the grandson Mamzer grandson, right, goes ahead and has an impact on the grandmother and her ability to consume Shruma. So the Gemara says, Mamzer posal umachil tan in law in the So as, remember again, this was the case. Was we'll if remember again, this was the case where halacha a Yisraelis, right, Bas Yisrael, marries a coin. What happens when she marries a coin? what does she get to do? Truma, right? They then have a, what was the case in the Mishnah? They then had a daughter, right? Daughter married a guy. They had a child, according to the Mishnah, the, nature, the offspring of a, of a Jewish woman and a guy is a mamzer. Then let's say daughter dies, husband dies. If you remember again, what's the halacha? Right? Grandma Bas Yisrael can still continue to eat Truma, why? Because she has offspring from the Kohen, albeit mamzer offspring, but nevertheless offspring. So says the Gemara, says the Gemara, mamzer posalamachal, law. So the Gemara says, ve law, zara. I only know her offspring. Zera zara minayin. How do you know that even Allah chalamaisa grandchildren? Because we also remember again, the All the gemara is trying to point out over here is that grandchildren work the same thing as children to enable the consumption of truma. So says the I only know that this applies to kosher. I'm sorry. Did I skip? Oh, I'm sorry. All right, let let me just finish up this. Fine, I'll go back. Ah, okay, thank you. Ha Eved sorry, sorry. Ha Eved Polsel my apologies. So both states, remember again, Eved Polsel Mishumbia. So remember again, this was the other case where Halach HaLamaysa, Halach so woman marries, let's just go with Bas Yisrael, Bas, Bas Kohen. Bas Cohen marries, Bas Cohen marries Yisrael. This is a better case here. Bas Cohen marries Yisrael. they have a, they have a um, son. They have a son. Son marries a shifra, right? Son marries a Shifcha, they have a child. The child is an Eved. The child is an Eved. So I'm going to say, so now let's go back. Son dies. Husband dies. What's her status? Bas Cohen, Grandma, what's her status? So she can now eat truma. She can eat truma. Why? Because she has no descendants. I. What about her Eved grandson? Her Eved grandson is not Misyah. Thank you. Says the Gemara, my time, because it was like, by Avadim, by Avadim, who does the offspring of an Evid belong to? Who does it belong to? The master. Good. So to Mamzer Back to the Mamzer case. So remember again what happened over here. In the case of Mamzer, this was the situation where again Bas Bas Yisrael marries a cohen, right? In title Truma, they have a daughter, Mazel Tov, Daughter marries a guy. Unfortunately, offspring, according to the Mishnah, of a guy and a Jewish woman is Mamzer. Now, what happens? Daughter dies, husband dies. One would have thought that. So, again, the presence of, the, of mamzer offspring still allows the Baas Yisrael to continue to eat Truma. Says the Gimara Tanra Abonar in law. She has no offspring. I only know direct offspring. Zera Zara I know that even grandchildren will allow her to continue to eat Truma. Tamalomar. We look at the lotion of Zerain she doesn't have offspring as an expansive lotion, any type of offspring, even not direct children but grandchildren. Say, Kasher. I only know about offspring that's genealogically fit. Zara What about what about genealogically unfit offspring? law. Go so we say so it's, it's interesting to play on words. She doesn't have offspring. so so ain vocalized it as ayin but with, a, with, with an ayin, ayin, investigate her family, and as long as there is some level of, of offspring, that's fine, even if they're genealogically unfit. Ay, v'ha, f'ikse, l'zerah try to use that to teach us the drasha of that grandchildren count as children. Z'erah zara lo itzdirich k'ra, b'nei banim hare hein say everyone knows you don't need that drusha, because grandchildren are treated like children. kids k'ra, where is the Pasik needed? Lazera Apostle to teach us so say that if a person has grandchildren, even if they're genealogically unfit, that still allows her to go ahead and eat truma. So this is very important, so even though in this case over here, the Basisrel, who's married to the Kohen, her husband passed away, her daughter passed away, the only offspring she has still living is who? Her mamzer grandson, even though her grandson is genealogically unfit, that is still called offspring from the kohen, and enables her to continue teit to truma. So it says the gemara Amrale reish Rabbi Ochanan Giman whose opinion is reflected here in the mishnah. Rabbi Akiva the yesh mamzer mechayve lavin. I will say by the way the notion the notion that marrying a guy produces a mamzer right is the is the sheet of Rabbi Akiva. Right, because Rabbi Akiva holds that mamzerus comes from any situation of even chayvei Lavin. To which the is not necessarily afilutimah rabbanon, but oved kochavim eved modu. we will say it might not be so because it could be that even the rabbanon who hold that in general mamzer only comes from let's say chayvei misa or chayvei krisos would agree in the case of a guy that marrying a guy creates mamzerus. Why? Dichi rabdimi am rabdimushum rabenu. So, it's very interesting that apparently, apparently, Rav and Rabbi Yitzchak when they came, they said in the name of Rabbi Rabbi of Rabbi Rabbi that an and who have relations with a Jewish woman, the offspring is a mamzer. So, if you look at Rashi, Mishum Rabbi and Rabbi, and the Rabbi Akiva. So we'll say, i just say something very interesting. It seems to be that, in general, we have this fundamental machlokes, right? What type of relationships create mamzerus? So on one hand, you have everyone, right? And everyone holds what types of, what types of relationships? Chayvei Misa, Kares, right? Those type of relationships. Rabbi Akiva is the opinion who holds, no... Even relationships punishable by a love create mamzeros, create mamzeros. It could be also that what the Gemara is suggesting over here is that there is, there is another school of thought that disagrees with Rabbi Ya'kiva in all cases except for when a woman has a child with an evad or a guy or an akum. Then in that case they will agree that the offspring becomes a mamzer. Which I will say would be very interesting because halacha l'maysa, halacha it could be that they would agree with that in that situation in order to, in order to um, bolster our stance against intermarriage, right? That could be, in other words, that, that halacha l'maysa, if as a result of intermarriage, all the child, if child is genealogically fine that's one thing but saying that the kid is a mamzer that could be a very strong stand against intermarriage as well okay something interesting in any event I will say again we don't pass that way we passing that halacha lama Yisaf, a Jewish woman has a child with a non-Jewish man the child is 100% Jewish again the only thing that sometimes comes up we saw this is if it's a girl marrying a Kohen right there are some, there are opinions that hold that a girl with a non-Jewish father should not marry a Kohen but even that is subject to Yes. Yeah, so we we paskin we paskin against Rabbi Akiva in all of these cases. Okay, fine. Says Gemara says end off. So Cohen Gadol Palmishapol. So remember again, last case in the Mishnah was an interesting case. This was the case of where halacha. If you remember, if you remember, a Bas Remember this was the case. A Bas married Yisrael. So remember again, once she marries Israel, what happens? What happens? No more truma. She then has a daughter, Mazel Tov daughter marries a Cohen, Fantastic, right? Fantastic. They have a kid, right? They have a kid and Mamish, their kid becomes coin Gadol. Coin Gadol. Then what happens? Daughter dies, husband dies. so who, uh, who do you have left? Grandma Bas Cohen and grandson Cohen Gadol. As a result of grandson Cohen Gadol, what can't grandma Bas Cohen do? Itruma. right? Why? Because that grandson kohen gadol is the offspring from her yisrael husband, and as long as there is offspring from her yisrael husband, she can't eat truma. So this is an incredible thing. So remember, remember, so and yet the grandson from her yisrael husband himself is the kohen gadol. So sometimes you could have a grandson kohen gadol who prevents you from going ahead and eating Tshuma. Says the Mertan Raboron, harini ka'paras ben biti kuza kuzah Achileni b'tshuma. So we'll say, so sometimes a person has to say, I am the atonement, I am the atonement, ultimately again, for ben biti kuza, for the, for literally again, the son of my daughter. Now we'll say kuzah, Rashi says, is kli katan, kilomar mamzer shuhu Garua. I am the atonement for my daughter, who did not act appropriately and had a mamzer, shema achileni bitruma. But sometimes, again, that mamzer enables me to eat truma, Right, Derbose, so I remember, again, that's the case of a bas Israel who marries a Kohen, they have a daughter, she marries a guy, they have a kid, that's the mamzer, but that mamzer is considered to be the offspring of the Kohen, which allows her to continue to eat truma. So sometimes a woman says, I am the kapara, I am the atonement for my daughter who acted appropriate inappropriately, had a mamzer, but it's this, but it's this, it's this inappropriate act that allows me to eat truma. The any kapara is ben kada truma. But I won't be a kapara ultimately again for my grandson, who's a great vessel, the Koengudal case who prevents me from eating truma. Okay, fine. it's just interesting that sometimes, sometimes it's your grandson Mamzer who allows you to eat truma and your grandson Kohen Gadol who precludes you from eating truma, which Rabosei also is another is another incredible, is another incredible Moser, which is sometimes in life you never know where your nachas is going to come from. Right? Sometimes the nachas comes from the grandson Kohen Gadol. Sometimes the nachas comes from the grandson Mamzer. Good. Hadrunalach Allah New parak. Haarl, so we'll say still with shuma. Haarl the khalatme la yokhluba truma. B'truma. So we'll say a coin. This is why the coin himself. That the coin is an RL, or the coin is tame, can't eat truma. Can't eat truma. The sheem the avden yokluba truma. But we we'll but interestingly enough, as much as the coin who is an arl or the coin who is tame can't eat truma, their wives can eat truma. Right? So they they themselves can't. But being married to them ultimately allows the person to eat Truma. So we'll say, is a coin with crushed testicles. So we say, is a coin with an injury that prevents the zera, the semen, from coming out with force, but rather trickles out. So we'll say, these koanim themselves and their servants have the ability to go ahead and eat Truma lo But both say, but their wives, remember again, these men are not really allowed to marry. Right? But can't marry into the general pool. If they do marry, their wives are disqualified and cannot eat truma. yada hare elu yochelu. This is actually very interesting. What happens if a coin was married? He was married, totally fine, and then he becomes a psuodaka during marriage. An accident occurs. He becomes a p'tuah daka during marriage. So I will say, in that case, interestingly enough, his wife is allowed to continue to eat truma as long as they don't have relations. Once they have relations, she becomes a chalala and can't eat truma. But until the act of relations, she's allowed to eat truma. They a p'tuah daka. I will say, what's a p'tuah daka? Kol vafilu achas any coin whose testicles were crushed, even one of them. Or what's the I will say We'll see, this is actually very interesting. Kol shenikeras ha ha-gid, hagid. Now we'll say, this is actually very interesting. Khrushchevka means literally, he's missing part of his anatomy, right? He's missing part of the aver of the male member. So the Gemara says, me'atara afilu kichot hasara kasher. Now we'll say, we're going to discuss this if there is part of the Atara, then I will say, we'll, we'll get into this sugya. so if part of the Atara, which I will say we, we, we call the Corona, right? If some, some part of the tip is still there, then ultimately, again, he's Kasher. And I will say, we'll discuss which part we're exactly discussing and how much of it has to be intact. But I will say, very important to because again, remember, this this really has to do with the eligibility of a coin, Ultimately, not, not to eat truma. Interestingly enough, you can eat truma no matter what, but it affects his ability to marry. we'll discuss says the Gemara Tanya, Amrav Lazer Minay LaArushein How do you know that an uncircumcised Cohen can't eat truma? Well, say, this is this is the case we're going to focus on initially. So, how do I know that Halacha lamaysa, an RL, an uncircumcised Cohen can't eat truma? So the Gemara says, "Neamar toshav v'sachir bepesach." So what's actually very interesting. The Torah says, "By Karban pesach, toshav v'sachir lo yochal bo." The toshav and the sachir of of a person cannot eat at the carbon pesach. I will say, "We're going to define these terms in just a moment." Toshav v'sachir bepesach. Neamar toshav v'sachir bechuma, and it says toshav and sachir by chuma. Nebo say, "Chuma says the lo yochal kodesh." Toshav Visakir Lo Yochal Kodesh. So we'll say, here's what's interesting. So it says by Karban Pesach that Toshav and Sakhar can't eat. And it says by Truma, by Truma, Toshav and Sakhar can't eat. So what's going on over here? Says the Gimarma Toshav Vasakir Pesach Ariel Aserbo, just like by Toshav and Sakhir by Pesach. Someone who's uncircumcised also can't eat Pesach. So, I and I Chuma, Aral So, too, Toshav and Sacher by, by, by Chuma, ultimately, an Aral can't eat as well. Okay? Now, we still haven't defined what Toshav and Sacher refers to, right? I know what the words mean. Toshav means someone who lives with you. Sakhir means someone who's hired or rented by you. So the Gemara's Rabbi Akiva Akiva says, You don't need to get into all this. How are you, Omer? Ish, ish, Lerabos Ha'arel. Rabbi said, The Pasik says, Ish, ish, Mizera aron. Ultimately, Ish, ish tells me that Halachalamaisa, an Orel, is not permitted to go ahead and eat Truma. Omermar, Rabbi Lazar Omer, Neymar, let's analyze this. Nehmer Toshev Azhar HaPesach Nehmer i Azhar HaPesach Nehmer Toshev Azhar HaPesach Beth It says toshav and Sacher by Krab Pesach and it says toshav and Sacher by Trump Ma toshav is Sacher Amar HaPesach Orel Aser Bo Just like toshav and Sacher by Pesach I also know that an Orel can someone who's uncircumcised can't eat Krab Pesach Ach Af toshav Toshev amar be HaPesach Orel Aser Bo So to again toshav and Sacher teaches me BaTshumar that that an RL is also not permitted to eat truma. So Nabo said, let's analyze this just a moment. Mufna. Now it must be, actually it's declared to say, Mufna. both say, remember, we've had this, we know this through our journeys through Shas. You must making a gzera shava. In order to make a gzera shava, what do you need? You need the words to be open. Open means they're not used for any other drasha. If they're used for a different drasha, then halacha, see, you can't use them to make the xerushava. Someone said they're mufna because if the words are, if toshav and sech are not open, oikalamifrach, you can make a pircha. In other words, I could say you can't compare pesach to truma. Why? Ma'ale no say pesach has all of its own strictures. Right? You're chayiv again, pigol no sar Loi, first white line above us the, the bottom. Loi, afnuye mufnehavi, afnuye Ultimately, the drusha's is open. The word is open. The right, the phrase is open and halachalamaisa can be used for drush purposes. So the Gemara says, Hey Mufna, seid the truma. So which one is open? If you want to say that it's the toshav and sachir of truma, mitzrach tzriki, the truth is I need that phrase. It teaches me something very important. What does it teach me? To sign listen to this. So we'll say, we have to define our terms. Who's a toshav? Toshav. Ze kanoy kinyon olam. Now, bossa, listen to this. Toshav and Sachir. the Gemara explains, refers to two different types of Jewish servants. Jewish servants. A Toshav is what we call an Eved the Olam. Now, bossa, when we say an Eved the Olam by a Jewish servant, when does he work until? When does he work until? Yovel. So this is the man, a Jewish that's working with you until Yovel. Sakhir Zekanoi kanoy kinyan shanin. Asakh is what say what, what type of servant? He's the type of servant that's going to work with you for how long? Six years. Up, up, up until Shemitah, right? Six years. I say six years, yeah. So the Hebrew says, I just want point out what does that teach you? By Chum Rabbosai, here's what's interesting. Anyone who is owned by the Kohen gets to eat truma. What type of servants does that include? Non Jewish servants. It, uh, avadim Kinanim it does not apply to Avodim Ivrim. suppose it's incredible. Your Jewish servant, right? Kohen's Jewish servant does not get to eat Truma because they're not owned by the Kohen. So Toshav and Socher don't get to eat Truma. So the Gemara says, I, the Omar, Toshav, Al Yomar Socher, just say Toshav, and I don't, don't have to say Socher, Vani Omar, and I would say, Kani Kinyin Olam, Ochel, goes that saying, if the Eved is with you until Yovel doesn't eat, then what? Certainly the Evan who's only with you for six years doesn't eat. And <speaking in Hebrew> I would have thought then, if it would have just said one of them, I would have thought Toshav means the Evan who's with you until Yovel. <speaking in Hebrew> but ultimately, the Evan who is with you until Yovel would eat. So therefore, again, <speaking in Hebrew> So we'll say, one second. When you say that the words are open for drusha, for exposition purposes, I don't stand. I need Toshav and Sakhar by because that actually teaches me a very important halacha. Toshav and Sakhr refer to two different types of Adam. Toshav means an Evad Ivri who's with me until Yovel, Sakhar means an Evad Ivri who's with me for six years. And the Torah is teaching me that these avadim can't eat truma. Ella de pesach mufni. It must be that toshav and saher by pesach are open for exposition purposes. Okay, let's analyze this. Hi toshav and saher because of rechmona Pesach, my nihu. Boshay. What? Who are the toshav and saher mentioned by pesach? In name a toshav and saher mamish. Mishum d'harvele toshav and saher if by Pesach? So I don't understand. If toshav and saher by pesach. Mean the same thing as Toshav and Sacher by Truma. So we just established what, who, who are the Toshav and Sacher by Truma? Who are they? Who are they? Jewish servants. So now the Torah says Toshav and Sacher don't have to eat carbon pesach. So you're telling me now that Jewish servants don't have to eat carbon pesach? So because there's someone's servant, ultimately, if there's pesach, we learn by Truma, we learn by Truma, Rabbi, say we just learned before that toshav and Sacher by truma refer to Jewish servants, and they don't eat truma. Rabbi, say why don't Jewish servants eat truma? Why not? Why not? Because they're not owned by their master. Because as much as they're working by the master, they're not owned them. They're independent. Well, if that's the case, if they're independent, then toshav and Sacher by pesach should what? Be chayiv. What's the Pshat? Elo, so says the Gemara. Hachinami, kol reb. Elo laafnuye. Stay for both. Say you have to say enachinami, right? Then Allah la ma'isa, halacha la and socher by Pesach means something different. And ultimately, again, they're there for exp- exposition purposes. They're open. There's no drasha. Savakhti muf nemitad echod. So stay for Say that only tells me the xerushav is open on one end. So both say. So just understand what's happening over here. You're right. Making Gzer between Truma and Pesach, right? And we're saying that Allah Khalamah says, says Toshav and Sakhir by Pesach. It says Toshav and Sakhir by Truma. Just like Toshav and Sakhir represent the category of people who are exempt, right, by Pesach and by Truma. So included in that list of people who are exempt is the RL. Is the RL is someone who's uncircumcised? Someone who's uncircumcised can't eat Kerben Pesach. Someone who's uncircumcised won't eat truma as well. So says, in order to do that, we just have to demonstrate that Toshav and sachir is not used for anything else. So we've demonstrated Toshav and sachir is used for something by Truma, but apparently by Pesach, it's open for exposition purposes. Vakati, mufna mitzadakotu. Then I will say this is Shavah, where the expository words. Are open on one end, not both ends. The Mufna Mitzat Echad, the Maiden So we'll say, we learned that when you have a Xera Shava where the words are only open on one end, but not both ends. In that case, you could refute the Xera Shava. So the Gemara says no; it's really considered to be open. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you why. Since I don't really need this drasha at all, Shadichad Alamad. Shami Shadi Khad Amelameid. Ultimately, again, halochalamisa. Look at Rashi, I will say. Kevand, it's a little bit lower down in Rashi, right across all the walls from Tosh Shadi. Kevandal Gufe Lotzare, low Toshav, low sakr, to low look minhu kipshatayu, klal, how do they trade Kraysiri? So I will say, since in reality, again, I can't really use Toshav and Sakra for any kind of drasha, therefore, halochalamisa, it's really considered to be go ahead and use one of them as the source and one of them ultimately again as the limud and therefore again to which the Gemara says So say, therefore, way, the way the Gemara seems to be learning it out right now is remember again we started all this with one simple question what's my one simple question? the Mishnah told me that an RL can't go ahead a Kohen RL can't eat truma all we're trying to figure out is what? How do I know that? How do I know that? And halacha l'maysa, we're going ahead and establishing that essentially we're learning it out of Gzir shava of Toshav, sachir from, from Truma, or from Pesach to Truma. Just like in Pesach, Toshav and can't eat. In addition to Toshav and who else is included? In RL? So to by Truma, we're also a and Sakar can't eat Truma. It must be that included in that list is who else? An RL. Okay. To which are, so here's the problem. If you're going to do that, Ima Pesach Onain Aserbo. Af Truma Onain Aserbo. Well, why don't I say the same thing over here? If by Pesach, or saying Onain, an onin is someone who just lost a relative prior to burial, halach alamaisa, such a person is not permitted to go ahead and eat carbon Pesach. Maybe by Truma. An Onin can't eat Carbon Pesach either. Amar Yossi v'alchanino, Amar zar. I will say, Zoros ve lecha, velo aninos. No, I will say, when it comes to Truma, when it comes to Truma, the disqualifier for Truma is what? Being a zar. If you're a non-Kohen, if you're a non-Kohen, you are a non coin if you are a non kohen you can not eat the Truma. So I will say, but aninos, aninos, does not fall under the umbrella of Zoros. And therefore, a Kohen who is, a Z- who is in Onain is permitted to go ahead and eat Truma. I said the Gemara, Ema, Volo Arelos. Oh, one second, Why don't I say that therefore it's only Zoros that precludes you from eating Truma, not Arelos, and therefore a Kohen who is in Orel should be permitted to eat. Ha-Kziv, Toshav, and Socher. Ultimately, then we revert back to the Gzereshava of Toshav and Socher. Uma so I'm going to say, I don't understand. How do you know what to include and what to exclude? right? So what we're doing, I'm going to say, here's what's happening. You're building a construct. I'm going to say, What's the construct? Toshav and Sacher. Toshav and Sacher is the linkage between Truma and Carbon Pesach. And pretty much what we're going to say is, whoever can't eat by karban Pesach, can't eat by Truma as well. And we use that to, to really learn the halacha of an Orel, someone who's uncircumcised, someone who's an RL can't eat carbon Pesach, and therefore again, the halachic bridge, Toshav Sacher, Toshav Sacher, right? Christic Zerushavel says, an RL can't eat carbon Pesach, and an RL can't eat what? Can't eat Shuma as well. Okay. So, the says, well, one you're going to build the bridge, build the bridge. So therefore again, so too, just like an Onen can't eat carbon Pesach, an Onen can't eat Shuma. But that's not true. Nehemiah says, no, no, no. By Truma, the only disqualifier is what? Zoros. And an onen could eat. An onen could eat. Simon says, but if, if it's Zoros, then maybe an RL should be able to eat as well. To which the Gemara says, Gezer Shavah. So I will say, now what you're doing is selective Gezer Shavah application. And everyone gets annoyed by selective Gezer Shavah application. What you're saying is, Toshav and Sacher creates a bridge to teach you RL. so RL you'll take from Pesach, but onen you won't. I don't understand. How do you know what to take and what not to take? Umaro is mistabra arelos, habile rabuye. So we'll listen to this. It makes sense to say that an RL, that a coin who's an RL can't eat truma. Why not? Because we'll say what's unique about Arelos? Mukhusur Maisa, he's missing an action, right? The action referring to referred to of what is what? Refer is what? Brismila, right? So he's missing brismila. Begufo, and this is something that applies to his body, and I will say the punishment for being an oral and eating, right, is kareis, furthermore, again, I will say, interesting of the mitzvah of Brismila applied even before Matan Torah, right, and ultimately, again, having uncircumcised servants also prevents you from eating truma. So, so the Yemar is pointing out over here that there's a compelling reason to include Aurel in the list of people prohibited to eat Shuma. Because look at all of the qualities of Aurelos. Right? Ad-Rabba. Aninos, <speaking in Hebrew> I would say, I would include Aninos. Why? Havilei the Rabuye? Shikein yeshda bechol sha. says, right? Aninos applies all the time. No, I guess, Ba'anoshim ve'anoshim. It applies both to men and women. Interesting. Ve'en in biyad <Hebrew> Takinis atzmo. And both says, a person has no way to quote unquote, rid themselves of aninos, to which the Gemara says, "You're right, nefishin." The list by Arilos is longer than the list of aninos. So I say, this is very interesting. So essentially, what's happening over here is as follows: We're going ahead and we're creating a, the zirushava of of, to, of toshav sachir, toshav sachir, right, which links Pesach to Truma, and what that linkage does is it gives, us, it gives us arelos. Just like by carbon Pesach, you can't eat the carbon if you're an RL. So too by Truma, you can't eat Truma if you're an RL. I, but, but yet, we don't allow a full linkage. So even though by Pesach, an One can't eat carbon Pesach, we don't say that therefore an One can't eat Truma. So the Gemara says, well, why are you including arelos and not aninos? To which the Gemara says, essentially, arelos has more unique characteristics to it. More unique characteristics, therefore we'll include that and not aninos. So the Gemar says, okay, Rava, um, Rava says below Nefishin, Namila Matas Arelos. The truth is, Rava says, even if the list by Arelos wasn't longer, you still couldn't not include. You can't not, I know bad English, but you can't not include Arelos. And I'll tell you why. Tikhsev de depesach. So ultimately, again, it was that because remember, Arilos itself is written explicitly by Kavan Pesach, the Alfinon <speaking in> Aninos miPesach, the Pesach Gufei miMa'iser Gamirinon. To which the Gemara says, "But I don't understand if that's the case. Why not learn out Arinos from Pesach as well?" <laughs> ultimately, again, it was written, the Pesach Gufei Ma'iser Gamirinon. Pesach itself on learned from Ma'iser Sheni. Ima <speaking in> Pesach Milas Ma'akeves. After truma, after truma, milas zecharav avadim So I will say because you would say just like by carbon pesach circumcision of one's servants ultimately precludes him from partaking. So so to by truma I would say that the that the circumcision of his avodim should preclude him. Amar krah u malta malta oso as <laughs> yochal bo milas zecharav avadim akhev. As ba pesach ve ein milas zecharav avadim akhev es petruma. Because they're both saying, so now, now we're going a little bit wild. And we're trying to include other things as well. The Gemara says, Torah is specific by telling us that it's only the circumcision of your that, that has a ramification by carbon Pesach, but not by Truma. I, okay. if that's the case, why don't I say the following? The Pasik says, Any Aral may not eat it. Bo ochel, aval ochel truma Can't Pesach, but maybe eat truma. Haksiv tosha there you have the Sheva of toshav saker. Umar is Mistabra Arelos dugufay, to say, once again we're back to where we were. How do you know to include Arelos and to exclude other things? I'll tell you why. Arelos is unique why? Number 1, shikin Number 1 it's a it's an action in your body. Like Rabba, milas, zikharah, of Why I would include the case of non circumcision of his avodim, because ultimately again it applies at all times, to which the Gemara says, Hana, uh, I'm sorry, uh, ultimately again still the halachos concerning his own mila. Are more voluminous than the halachos concerning mila sa'vadov. The Ibai Seima Belohanak, the fish Amrit, mi'ika midi da arelos tu gufeila ma'akvabe, arelos ta'hrini ma'akvabe. There's another reason why it doesn't make sense. It would not make sense to say that you being in arel would not prevent you from doing something, but the arelos of your servants would prevent you from doing something. So we'll stop over here for today. We're going to continue with this a little bit more. But I will say, but the takeaway for today from this new is, remember, we're focusing only on the first case of the Mishnah, namely that a Kohen who is an arel cannot eat truma. Where do I know that from? Where do I know that from? So we have two possibilities. Rabbi Akiva just has a drusha. Ish, 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 ish. And ish, ish comes to include that an arel can't eat truma. The the other the, the kind holds that it is the Rabbanon hold that it is exera shava of toshav Tosha toshav Sacher from Pesach just like by carbon Pesach an RL can't he says toshav and Sacher by Pesach and an RL can't eat Pesach so to again toshav Sacher by truma tells you that an orel can't eat truma the Gemara then goes a little bit wild in figuring out the application of this drasha and figuring out how expansive you can make it but here's what we do know. That as much as we're creating a Xerushava between Pesach and Shuma, the Xerushava is limited. Because there are going to be cases where you can't eat by Pesach, but we will allow you to eat by Shuma. What's an example of that kind of case? Aninos. An Onin can't Pesach, but an Onin can eat Shuma. We'll say, we'll continue with the drasha and the Alocha tomorrow. Shkoyach. All right. Have a Zoom, Moshe Ben Sion. Great to see you, Richard. Great to see you.